As a brand marketer, I am sure you're looking to connect with your many audiences. But have you ever felt like you're missing touch with what the new generations want? Maybe you thought you could prove you were in on the joke by throwing in a how do you do fellow kids, only to realize that meme is 10 years old. The world is changing, and so are our brand's audiences. I'm your host, Kathy Hackle, and in this episode of Metaverse Marketing, we're looking at how the Metaverse and Web3 can help you develop new customer journeys to reinvigorate your brand and meet your audiences where they are. As with any new technological shift, the Metaverse sparks a lot of questions. My colleague Lee Keebler, Director of Virtual World Building at Journey, has a message for skeptics. There's an older generation of branding people who are trying to scratch their head of like, why would I go build my brand inside of Roblox? This doesn't make sense or Fortnite or, or, you know, any one of the other platforms out there. And a big part of that is a very real truth of because that generation has turned off the TV and your TV commercials don't work anymore. And, And that's just a hard truth because there's a skip the ad button on YouTube. That's just a hard truth because a lot of people have deleted Facebook accounts. Another hard truth. Uh, And even Facebook recognizes it. That's why Facebook invested into Oculus and turned into Meta. There's a reason for this. People change. Younger generations are already immersed in the virtual world. Michelle Klein, Senior Vice President of Global Marketing at Meta, sees this firsthand. Yeah, I have a, I have two children. I have a nine-year-old son who's sort of living and breathing his afternoons when he should be doing homework in Roblox and, you know, flipping and doing all the things that many ad- adults don't even know about yet. And then I have a five-month-old daughter. And, you know, when I think about both of them, I just know that they're going to be growing up in this 3D extended reality and deeply immersive world. And it makes me excited because... Not that they may end up having their careers in marketing, but certainly they're the generation that is going to keep driving and evolving this space forward and and sort of move with pace and adapt faster than I think perhaps, you know, historically in the marketing industry we have. These changes are happening quickly, and some industries have pivoted just as fast. If you want an example of how much the customer journey has changed, look at fashion. Sarah Tejeda, Digital Luxury Marketing and Future Insights Manager at Exclusible, explains. If you want to interact with these younger generations, you need to be at the same place where they are, you know, like if they are on Discord, if they are on like gaming. I mean, I mean, we are already seeing this, a lot of luxury brands going to the to the gaming environment. I mean, this is something crazy. I'm pretty sure like 10 years ago, this will be completely, I mean, unimaginable for them, right? So. They really need to go and be on the same place as the younger generation will be. If you're not interested in stepping into the metaverse, there may come a time when you're playing catch up to the brands that have established a presence in the space. Michelle Klein suggests keeping an open mind. We sometimes don't move fast enough in this industry and the industry being marketing. And then we can look back and say, gosh, I wish I had, you know, had a mobile-enabled website when mobile kicked off many years ago, or figured out you know what my app strategy would be, and then we're sort of rushing to to get there. And so I do think it's a good lesson as these new platforms emerge 
to be surrounding yourself with the intelligence and the knowledge on how you might adapt to that, whether it's now or whether it's five years in the future. The key thing to remember is that you are not starting from scratch. You may not have a specific metaverse strategy, but your brand has a story. Entering the metaverse sometimes is just about utilizing new tools to tell your brand's story, not losing what makes your brand special in the first place. As the founder and global leader of Meta's global luxury division, Maureen Oliwole guides brands to seize opportunities for creativity that the metaverse provides. You know, I would say that it's not necessarily about having a different strategy or communicating differently, but it's more so about how helping brands to translate their storytelling because they have an inherent storytelling with their brand codes and, and translating this and going beyond the physical. Because in the metaverse, the only limit, as we can, as we can see, is our imagination. For example, from a fashion brand, designs can really get a lot funkier, fabrics can be more uh, conceptual. This is really something that brands are integrating and very excited and actually quite forward-leaning about in their approach to, uh, to, to communicate it because the physical limitations that we know in our world today are eliminated from the equation and the possibilities become, become infinite. Stepping into the metaverse is truly an opportunity to take what you know about marketing and run with it. You have the knowledge and the know-how, and now you have a way to innovate. Michelle Klein describes what Meta has been exploring. We also need to really focus on the things that are proven, the things that drive our business or drive our brands as marketers, the tools that we know we can rely on on a day-to-day -day basis to deepen connection and build core objectives, but at the same time having the space to really start to explore what could be possible with new technology. We have a practice called Metaforsight and we do a bunch of research to understand trends. We did one recently around cultural trends that are happening and the things that marketers and brands need to be thinking of. You know, authenticity is, you know, at the core of all of that, authenticity and identity. You know, the next generation and the generations that are going to follow want things to be less perfect, more real, more organic. And marketing in that sense needs to be less perfect and it needs to appeal and speak directly to them. You know, we used to, another phrase from the past is user-generated content. Um, that was one way I think in, you know, times gone in my career where we've thought about making it more real and not just holding a mirror up to consumers but actually featuring them as part of the story. But importantly, this idea of perfection fatigue is what we need to think about and overcome. You know, this idea of realness and humanity, more of a sort of lo-fi in the production values, brands that allow people to build the brand with them, to have a community that can really help shape what that brand stands for and make it feel unpolished and authentic. At first, Meta's insights don't seem directly related to the metaverse, but you can utilize the metaverse and Web3 to put these market trends into practice. Customers today are interested in creating a partnership with the brands that they love. Reaching these customers is where tried and true marketing tactics and the possibilities of the metaverse can come together, making your campaigns more effective and meeting the needs of your modern audiences. Today, brand marketers are familiar with the benefits of user-generated content. But when Disneyland totally rehauled their social media strategy in 2010, the concept was actually revolutionary. As Duncan Wardle, former Walt Disney Company Head of Innovation Creativity, tells us. 
We gave up producing content for our social feed. We said, well, hang on a minute. You know, your, your creative content team are small. Their, their budgets are strapped. Their resources are strapped. Well, what if you allow the consumer to do it for you? Ooh, shocker. If you've got 15, 20 million people pouring through your gates every year, why not just curate their content and allow the, allow the consumers to create their content for you? This is the power of fandom at work. Fandoms are more than enjoying a certain celebrity, TV show, or sports team. They are communities in which people form bonds based on their shared interests. They can also function as creative engines, with some fans creating as much content as they consume. Both the virtual and the physical world are already filled with fan fiction, fan art, cosplay, and video edits. Fandoms, bread and butter. For some, it could be easy to dismiss the power of these fan works, but they present a real opportunity for growth. In 2021, The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood became a New York Times bestseller. It went viral on TikTok and was chosen as BuzzFeed's best summer read of 2021. Not bad for a debut author. What you might not realize is that The Love Hypothesis was originally a popular fan fiction featuring a romance between Star Wars Kylo Ren and Rey. Brands that overlook creators like Hazelwood, who are passionate enough to write full-length, publishable novels using their IP, miss the opportunity to tap into what could be their most powerful resource, their fans. We've had fandom for absolutely decades and everyone remembers kind of, well, I don't remember it per se because I wasn't alive then, but kind of Beatlemania and all of the kind of stuff that came with the rise of teenage girl fans. Obviously, we've seen fandom evolve over time into kind of fan fiction. That's Zoe Skamen, and you've heard from her in other episodes. She's an expert on using fandom to build out brand strategies that capitalize on the potential of the metaverse and Web3. You know, Star Trek, for example, have had the whole fan fiction of Captain Kirk and Dr. Spock actually being in love. There are some incredible stories that have been written, you know, about that narrative. And then, you know, we saw BTS with BTS Army. And every iteration of fandom that we've seen, the dynamics are starting to flip. And I think with these new tools, these new currencies, you know, the arrival of Web3 and these sort of production engines, it's flipping even more. And that's what I'm interested in. I'm interested in this shift of fandom as passive appreciation towards fandom as participative and, you know, equity driven and equal partners on a creative playing field. When Zoe refers to a shift from passive appreciation to participative and equity-driven fandom, she's talking in some ways about co-creation. The logic behind co-creation is pretty simple. Instead of designing new products for consumers, consumers actually play a role in developing the actual product with you. I think we've underestimated the creativity and ability of fans for way too long. You know, I think we've kind of patted them on the head occasionally when they've done a half decent job at, you know, fan fiction or something along those lines. But then we send the cease and desist letters because we don't really want them to get too much traction out of it. And I think what's now starting to happen is we're realizing that actually some of these fans, not all of them, but some of them are actually really, really great storytellers or world builders or designers or thinkers. And actually, we've got a huge opportunity to tap into, you know, this fandom that loves our IP, arguably even more than we do, and has the ability to create new tangents off it as well. So thinking about, you know, spin-off characters and stories and more in-depth love triangles that they might want to create or new styles and kind of, you know, avatar fashion for you know, different band members in a virtual realm, those kind of things. Companies like Lego are already drawing upon their fandom to create content and innovate. Instead of relying solely on their internal creative team to develop new products, 
they're actually inviting their customers to the design table. So Lego World Builder is almost like Kickstarter meets Wattpad. And Lego put out really awesome challenges with very clear parameters. So, you know, we want you to create a short film for our Ninjago character. And so everyone goes off and creates whatever they want to create, comes back and the community votes on the one that they want to actually make in the end. And the person who created that initially from the community then gets an equity stake in whatever that turns into. And there's been some incredible you know, projects. One of them was around world buildings. And they said, we want to create a new world, which could be a movie, it could be a video game, it could be a Lego set, etc. And the winning idea was this idea of holiday heroes. So it's a parallel universe where all of our holiday characters go, you know, when they're off duty. So Santa Claus is hanging out with the leprechaun who's hanging out with the tooth fairy. And, you know, that's now being made into an amazing project. So I think that kind of stuff is really interesting. And it doesn't need to be, you know, throwing shit at a wall and seeing what sticks. You can actually find really amazing cohorts of fans. And that's the way that you start cultivating, you know, all of these fresh ideas, which we probably don't have internally. A key factor in the success of LEGO World Builder is the potential for equity. People who love LEGOs will build LEGOs with or without the promise of a reward. But the recognition and potential royalties encourages LEGO fans to participate in the competitions. And that promise of equity inspires builders to prioritize World Builder projects over their personal ones. This ability for brands to offer equity and empower fans as co-creators is where Web3 can really start to shine. My dear friend Tommaso Di Bartolo is a serial entrepreneur with special interest in the business opportunities presented by Web3 and the Metaverse. As he has studied this space, he has seen many companies overlook the unique power of co-creation. There is a misconception there. You say community. We have already had community since we have social media. No, we have not. Social media was followers. Social media, you had an audience. The audience was allowed to like, comment, and share whatever you slash the brand started to promote. In a community, you have a voice. In a community, you co-create. In a community, you are all about the mission statement, the vision that you have, and you can contribute to make that happen through the co-creation and collaboration phase. So the community is no longer there just to be the recipient, but the community is actually your biggest partner. We'll be back to Metaverse Marketing in just a few minutes after these messages. As we talked about in our Utopia Dystopia episode, the widespread success of Web3 will depend on brands' willingness to relinquish control over how users navigate and experience the internet. Fortunately, Brands have more to gain as partners than what they lose. Tommaso Di Bartolo describes more in depth how the benefits of co-creation will ultimately convince more skeptical audiences to take part in Web3. Now, the the beauty of, let's say, monetization here is that you usually have win-win-win situations. So win-win-win is really royalties splits that you have across all participating parties, right? And that's actually the beauty of Web3. The beauty of ownership, community, and collaboration, right? And this is and this is something that we were not even able to claim in Web2 because there was no ownership possible. We just were renting time and renting things to third parties, right? And we were not able to co-create from a possibility of building kind of on top of a product, a new product where I'm actually also participating in it. Our motivation to join Web3 
is way higher than sticking around with Web2, right? Because not only do I have now an intrinsic motivation, but I have also an extrinsic motivation, which is part of, which is what? It's a reward system. The reward can be royalties. The reward can be you co-created something. So you have this feeling of being part of something. The reward can be that you get some tokens. You know, there are, there are immense ways of being rewarded. Now, before you run out and start drawing up plans for your brand surprise NFT drop, it is important to recognize that fandoms may be obsessive, but they're not blindly loyal. When BTS's parent company, Hybe, announced they were releasing a series of BTS NFTs, fans responded with outrage. Many felt that the move was in direct opposition to BTS's previous climate change activism, and hashtag ArmyAgainstNFTs trended on Twitter. While BTS claimed in January 2022 that they would be moving forward with the project, as of September and as of the recording of this episode, they have not released any more details. Your brand's fans have specific interests and expectations of your company. You need to know your audiences and strategize in ways that are authentic to their identity and the community you have all built together. For insight on this process, let's look to Crate & Barrel. Sebastian Brower is the Senior Vice President of Product and Visual at Crate & Barrel. In the past six months, he has taken on an additional role at the company, Global Head of Metaverse and Web3. Brower sees many opportunities for Web3 and Metaverse technologies at the company. Well, our homes today in our physical environment are such an important extension of our identity, right? Such as fashion, such as beauty and makeup. It's how we present ourselves to the world, especially post-pandemic when home became so central and interest in home sort of accelerated and grew. For the same reasons, in the metaverse, in this virtual space, I believe consumers will place the same amount of value into their physical spaces and homes and what they look like. Same as they do today in gaming from a Balenciaga skin or in Fortnite or a Gucci Dionysus in Roblox. You know, people I think will place a lot of value in their physical space and their environment. And the potential there is massive because you're not bound by so many constraints, right? You can create environments that are Im unimagined in our physical space and that that can, can change over time. I'm also very inspired by a new creator economy that can come through this and shaping environments and what environments look like where a brand is no longer controlled by your govern governance principles, but you're inviting communities and creators in to shape their spaces and customize their spaces while we are providing the canvas and the, and, 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 the, and the tools to do so. No one could say Brower is not innovative. He is able to imagine a world completely transformed by the metaverse, but also firmly grounded in reality. This is so important when introducing the metaverse to a demographic that is not as familiar with the digital world. He explains how to present this to an audience that may be unfamiliar. So many new ways, I think, in which we can approach this and that us certainly at Crate & Barrel are being super thoughtful about because we don't want to just rush in and build something fast and go into the NFT hype and just create. We, wanted to, we want to really unlock an interesting customer experience that is rich and valuable, not only to consumers, but also to communities of creators and artists and designers. Take a brand like Crate & Barrel where our customer is not necessarily a Gen Z customer that grew up with gaming, right? For brands such as ours, that want to really engage and build community 
that breaks through age boundaries and is more connected to a psychographic, I think it's most important to unlock the experiential part of it. How can we create a world and an immersive environment that is not just about a direct physical translation of just furnishings, but also cooking, eating, learning, co-creating, and building community. So taking the time to understand that shift is as important as just going straight into the digital asset piece of it and straight into generating revenue to the bottom line. Experiences are one of the most effective ways to utilize the metaverse. Creating something unique and authentic makes people want to be a part of your creation and by extension, your brand. Julie Smithson is the co-founder of Metaverse, a Web3-based 3D engine. She works with brands to help them find their special place in the Metaverse. Brands and companies are going to be looking for a place that they want to see their, you know, their name and light, so to speak. What is What does that look like? Most of them can't answer that because they've never thought of anything beyond the linear rectangle, right? And being able to answer that question you know, if I landed into your metaverse, what would it look like? And a lot of people don't know how to answer that question because they don't know what that world looks like. Usually it's a website, but again, it's a rectangle. A website is a rectangle. So what does it look like as a 360 degree space with backgrounds and textures and interactive objects? And, you know, what would you want a client or your customer to be able to do in this experience? What do you want them to act on to make them come back? This is a brand new story out there for for companies and how to write that story, how to come up with it. It's an exciting time because, you know, imagination is the only limit, really, when it comes to this type of thing. Luke Heard, who we've heard from in other episodes, helped create an experience for Wendy's in Horizon Worlds. So... One of the brands that I worked with has activated there. I think they were the first brand that activated on on Horizon, which is Wendy's. And I started working with that about a year ago because I was a creator on Horizon Worlds and knew most of the creators on Horizon Worlds and thought, what better way to activate on this than rely on the people in Horizon Worlds? What do they do here? What do we do here? And we usually hang out and play games. And it's most of the busiest worlds are comedy clubs and, you know hangout areas and it, it wasn't about a game it wasn't about a it, it was about hanging out in a community and people were legitimately friends there's a lot of friendships formed in those areas in those worlds and so being able to one come out of the gate and say if we do this we've got to build it with creators one there's creators in the space building it they have built-in fandoms themselves because they've been building in the space and they know everyone so that was really the main thing coming out of the gate was like how do we activate the community before we start putting the brand everywhere and and really dialing into the idea that brands are are not there to represent themselves they're there for support so if you're there it should be fun. It should be, you should be giving a gift, not an ad and step out of the way and let people have fun. So, you know, when we did the Wendy's experience, that was a fun thing because we were able to do an evergreen space in the middle, which was one thing we had rooted in reality, which was a real Wendy's and everything else was surreal because Wendy's has a unique voice on Twitter. They're clapback Wendy's on Facebook. They're boomer Wendy's. It's hilarious. 
but they they're all in it's immersive every single channel that they have so why not be immersive over here why not lean into the surrealness so we did we had like spicy nug island we came up with like this idea of like having these like platforms you could jump on that were made out of biscuits in the morning and then and we're building it all we've built four or five worlds for them or three or four worlds at this point and uh, and they're all in to continue expanding that stuff so there's a lot of planning that goes into this stuff and it's it seems like it's it seems like a lot of, a lot of times it's like a, a quick grab to do stuff but we were building this way before people were using the word metaverse we were building this way before that word was even a topic while you might not be able to envision your company creating a successful virtual experience success can come from unlikely places lee keebler explains one of my favorite roblox worlds that i've ever seen was aloe or alo i don't even know how you pronounce it it's the yoga brand company i remember them posting on reddit they did an announcement that this yoga clothing brand was going to build a, a roblox world and they they knew they knew when they posted that on Reddit, they were going to get flack and people were going to be haters because the internet's a scary place full of loudmouth people with horrible opinions. Uh, it just is. And But they leaned into it and they were like, you know what, we're going to take it. We're just going to deal with it. You go ahead and, and discount us and, and tell us we're just an, you know another bad design or something like that. And, and they did. They heard it all. And then they released the world. And it is such a well thought out, fun and brand specific world. It was a world that actually got my attention to a brand that I didn't know anything about. I, I didn't know about their brand at all. I wasn't their tar- target demographic, but as they started changing their target demographic to, to something new, discovering that world and seeing how they integrated it and how they really enveloped the player into knowing the limitations of the platform and what the player wanted to do, but also getting their messaging across. Julie Smithson explains how she advises brands to make compelling metaverse experiences like Wendy's and Aloe Yoga have done. There definitely has to be careful thought about the user journey and how how you'll engage them, but how will you have them return and come back again? And that that part is key. That's that's pretty tricky because you you know, sure you want your client to maybe buy your product, but how will you get them to come back and buy your product or visit that metaverse world again to remain committed to your brand? We've talked about having a like a three-pronged approach when you go into the experiences so that it becomes memorable, right? You're, you go and you get to look around, but then maybe you interact and then you get rewarded for something. So gamifying your experiences, gamification is a huge component that can tie back to that NFT journey of, you know, obtaining their, their badge or token for visiting or their discount or whatever that is will help them come back again but yeah the the magical experience can be literally anything now and there's so many different technologies that can be part of it these brands aren't going at it alone and there is no one way to perfectly join the metaverse it is a common misconception that the metaverse is solely based in vr the truth is that augmented reality plays an even larger role luke hurt suggests seeing the metaverse as a spectrum there are people building the metaverse that you can support. So if you're a brand that even feels like, I don't even know what to do, it doesn't have to be virtual world. Some of us might stop at the augmented side. Some of us might go all the way to the virtual side and operate all in between. Uh, but brands operate all that way too. They have all the same spaces in which to operate. We are at the beginning of a new iteration of the internet. And while it's exciting, 
That also means there's a lot of changes. But as we look to the metaverse, it is an exciting playground that offers immense possibilities for creativity. My colleague Sasha Wallinger, head of Web3 and Metaverse Strategy at Journey, describe what she's looking forward to. The future of marketing is is a little bit stale. We've been experimenting with the same abilities and tools for for a while now and there is such an ability to become creative and experimental and try different things and there's a hunger for that 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 I think anybody has in their role especially if they're a lifelong learner and wanting to continue to hone their craft and look for different ways to expand the possibility of of what they can do and create in their in their job that's what keeps the job exciting and inspirational and that's what keeps a workplace atmosphere a collaborative and and crescendo moment that you can celebrate a product or a campaign or an instance in which you're creating something new that that connects with a new audience or makes something lasting and, and special. And I think that marketers are really excited about the opportunity to connect with the consumer in a new way, to build this opportunity of adventure and experience together. The 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 verb that the metaverse produces is spectacular across the workplace ecosystem. So I think also finally that there's quite a bit of job opportunities and opportunities to expand one's curiosity around technology and design and creativity into a new way. Are you excited yet? The time is now to start thinking and building these new customer journeys and see where creativity will take us. Web3 and the Metaverse will provide us with powerful tools to meet our audiences in new and unexpected places. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan.